What's up, you guys? Welcome back to the center stage. We are so happy to be back. I am Carolina Araujo, and I'm here with the lovely Ashlyn Little, and we are just happy and full of yummy food still. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, man, I'm like so overeating. (laughs) I yeah, this this year was definitely was definitely a lot. What what did you do for Thanksgiving? I know you're with your family, right? Yeah, I'm in Dallas right now. So um, this is actually the first Thanksgiving in like five years um, I've gotten to eat. I'm always prepping over the holidays. Always. Jeez, so girl. I know because, you know, I got my pro card uh, 2018 and that was in November. So I've oh, been, that's right. I've literally done every single show th- this time of year since then. And I even did it 2017 the same show nationals um I got fifth place so it's like literally since 2017 I've been compete actually since 2015 I've been competing because 2015 I did two shows one in November one in December um they were my first two shows so I've (laughs) I've been I'm not used to having you know freedom I get exactly so it's been nice um welcome to the land of the living I know I told my mom I was like this is so weird like I'm able to just be a normal person and eat whatever I want and not even think about anything, but whatever I want. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's I know. so cool. I know it's pretty freaking <laughs> awesome. Or like, you don't see it. Cause for me, I think in the past has always been like either like Thanksgiving is like a quote unquote, like a cheat meal. So I can't even overdo it. This is the first, I think last year, yeah, last year was like that. And then this year was the first year where I just like, just eat to your heart's desire. <laughs> Yes. Yes. So it's been awesome. Did you guys have like a traditional, like all out Thanksgiving meal? Yes. Um, my Nana actually got, so she went to market street and I guess they have like, it's pre-made, but it is delicious. It literally tasted like she made it herself. Like that it was so fresh. And, um, you basically just put everything in the oven. She had Turkey ham, uh, sweet, sweet potatoes with like candied, uh, pecans in it. It was so oh, good. It sounds so good. It tasted like dessert. Um, <sighs> and then just your regular, you know, mashed potatoes, gravy, green beans, stuff like that. So it was a pretty basic, like foods for Thanksgiving. Yeah. 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 What did you end up doing? Uh, so this was the first year that I spent Thanksgiving in the warm weather. So it was very, very strange to begin with. Um, but so I was I spent it with friends only. So on Thursday, a good friend uh, of mine, Mike, who I know from New York, like we've known each other, like we go back like nine to almost 10 years now. And we both live in L.A. So he was just like, oh, we're both here alone. Um, you know, why don't we do like, why don't we have lunch together? So we originally were going to go to a restaurant. We ended up making a meal over his place. So because it was just the two of us, we ended up making like roasted chicken, which turned out delicious. We made roasted chicken. We bought um, already like a smoked like applewood smoked ham. So we threw that in the oven. We made bacon Brussels sprouts. We made mac Ooh. and cheese. I know it was so good. Mac and cheese. Um, and then he made like he cut up cucumbers and we made name call that the salad. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then on Friday, I had a big Friendsgiving with my friend group here. And then they went all out for that. Like we went full out, like full turkey, like stuffing, everything, the whole nine yards. Um, we brought pies, but like the couple who was hosting the dinner, like they cooked everything from scratch. And I was just like, holy crap. It was so oh, good. 
that sounds amazing. Yeah, yeah. I, I was I, I was physically in pain by the end of the dinner. I was just like, I can't even I was like sliding. I was like slanted sideways on the chair. That is so funny. I actually didn't eat as much as I thought I was going to. Like, I seriously thought I was going to go ham, but I really didn't. I had one plate and I didn't even like I really wasn't even full afterwards. And I was like, I'm satisfied. But I think it's because I've been eating pretty freely since I've been, you know, I mean, I've, I've been tracking side to follow my reverse, but mm-hmm. now, you know, I've been able to eat my cheat meals throughout the week. So it's like, yeah. I really haven't been, you know, deprived of anything over the past like eight weeks. Um, so I feel really good. And so I just, I basically just ate until I was full and that was pretty much it. But like I said, it's, it, I bet if I would have had other things like if we would have had mac and cheese stuff like that I love mac and cheese yeah Um, I probably would have eaten a little bit more but everything we had was pretty basic and I'm not really a super big fan of the Thanksgiving food so it wasn't like yeah yeah. I and and that's how I've always felt in the past the one thing that is my sweet spot I will say is stuffing oh I love stuffing I could eat stuffing and mac and cheese I could eat stuffing until I die I know. You're I love so stuffing. good. I, I think the desserts for me are it though. It's like, I want to save room for that. So then I eat, you know, I had, it was funny because my grandma was like, she's like, okay, we have a uh, pumpkin pie and pecan pie. And I was like, okay. I was like, well, I'm going to have one of each. <laughs> she was like, <laughs> you're like, I'll okay. have everything. Thank you. Everything. I was like, of course I'm going to have both. So I literally had one slice of each one. And then she had some just regular, um, vanilla ice cream that I had too. Ooh, so that sounds like, good. Yeah. Definitely yeah. save room for that. Oh, sounds amazing. Yeah. For dessert we had for the Friendsgiving, we, I bought, so in LA, they have this really, really cool pie, pie spots called Winston's, Winston's pies or Winston pies or something like that. And they have the best pies. So I actually bought a chocolate pie, which I hadn't tried before, which is very intense. I must say it's kind of like almost like a chocolate ganache pie. Uh, it's like Ooh. super rich. Yeah. And it's like on this like oats and graham cracker crust. It was like super. So it was so good, but it was really oh intense. Gosh, that sounds amazing. Yeah. And then one of my friends brought pecan pie, which was delicious. It was caramel. I think it was pecans and like caramel pie or something like that. And then and that's the- what we had. Yeah. And then there we had pumpkin pie, which was really, really yummy. I'm not a huge pumpkin person in terms of like baked goods and pumpkin, everything like I'm, I, I feel like I'm the only girl in my friend group that like the second the fall hits, I'm like, I don't need pumpkin everything in my life right now. Like, I really don't. I don't add pumpkin to my coffee when I have it. I don't have, you know, like I just I'm not like that. But I tried her pie and it was freaking incredible. Um, so that was that. Oh my gosh. I like, it's weird. I don't really care for pie as far as like, I don't crave it. Or like, if I have a, if I have a choice of dessert, it's not going to be pie, but, um, the pecan pie was unreal. And I like pumpkin pie, honestly, pumpkin and sweet potato pie remind me like it tastes the same to me. I can't even tell the difference. I haven't tried sweet potato pie. It honestly tastes just like pumpkin pie. Like it really Mm. doesn't even, it doesn't, make a difference but or taste that different but yeah it was really really good so I usually eat it around Thanksgiving because that's just what my um that's what like my grandparents have if they have anything like that it'll be like pies so if I do have a pie that's what what what, when I would eat it 
Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, so on to, I mean, now that we've covered all of the, all foods, the foods and everyone <laughs> is already in a food coma just by listening to us. Uh, I know that you've been traveling a little bit for shows lately, right? I mean, we haven't spoken in like a couple of weeks. So what what shows have you gone to so far? I know you had a few clients that competed recently. Yeah, um, I went to the Sacramento Championships, which I was so sad. I did not, I wasn't able to compete in it, but it's, it's so fun to be able to watch my clients on stage. And honestly, just to watch the other bikini competitors, because honestly, I don't really go to that many um, shows unless I'm competing. Yeah. Um, obviously, if which it's that like, alone is a lot. Let's be honest. Yeah. I mean, if it's, a, <laughs> if it's a na- um, like a national level show, that's completely different. But pros aren't there. So yeah. it's like, you know what I mean? It's I don't really get to watch pro shows that often. So um, it's really cool just to be able to see. Uh, the pros on stage and get to watch them in person. Um, but yeah, I, I went to the Sacramento championships and then I also went to um, the fit body fusion Atlantic coast pro. It was literally like four minutes away from my condo. So oh, nice. that was super convenient. Um, and then I will be going to um, the, what's it called? Oh, battle of Texas here in Dallas. Um, that, that'll be is, this that, weekend. is that Angelica's show? Um, so that's the one that she won last year. Yes. Oh, yes. But, but she her sh- her show is Texas Pro, right? Or something like that, because I know she's like promoting it. She promoted a show, too. Ooh, I'm not. 100% yeah, sure. I know. Of, she, I know she has a show in Texas. I have to. Sorry, guys, we have to fact check it. We'll get back to you on that. Uh, but yeah, I know that she <laughs> wants she's won that show in the past. Correct. Yeah. She yeah, won yeah. it Last year. Um, and then the year before that, um, 2019, I did that show. I got third place and Hannah Ooh. Rancrans won that show. So, and it was the right. first year that they were doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I know it's a fairly new show, but it's, it, it's usually comes in stacked. Yeah. Oh yeah. Texas always has really good lineups and it's usually a really, um, big show. So I'm expecting it to be pretty big this year too. So yeah. Awesome. That's, that's pretty much it. I think that's all the ones that I've been to. Yeah, I was supposed to go down to 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 the one was it Sacramento? Yeah, Sacramento. Yes. But yeah, but I didn't. My my client ended up not my client. My friend ended up like not doing it. So I was like, yeah, I'm not gonna. No, no, no. <laughs> I'll just stay in LA and go to the beach. Uh, in any case, so now on the now that we've transitioned to the topic of competing. Again, um, we got a, f- a couple of questions regarding, you know, first time competitors and, you know, just overall the physique, bikini aesthetic and b- bikini physique. So one of them is from Assembly and we got a how to know when you have enough muscle for bikini. Um, and I mean, that's a really good question. I think that is a tricky question to answer because, right, Ash, you can, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but sometimes you just don't know. Until you do your first show. Yep. I think that there's no, I mean, there's not like you have to have X amount of muscle percentage. Like it's not that precise. And um, however much muscle percentage on somebody else can look completely different on another person, depending on the frame, how tall, how short, uh, things like that. So like for a shorter person, um, they probably won't need as much of um, that muscle density just because it does make, make you look a little bit more stocky, the more muscle you have. Um, and, but for a longer person or a tall, longer, taller, <laughs> taller person, <laughs> for someone that's so long up to the ceiling, <laughs> for a taller person, you're definitely going to need to add more muscle on, um, which 
Laura Lee is a really good example of this because mm-hmm. um, she has she's really like five, muscles. seven, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know her exact height, but she is pretty tall and she has long limbs. So like her legs are pretty long. Mm-hmm. Um, and so her muscle bellies are naturally going to be longer. So she needs to put on a little bit more muscle, which is why she put on so much muscle density last or, or her last off season, um, mm-hmm. to be able to look a little bit bigger on stage and, yeah. and a little bit more filled out next to the girls that aren't as tall. So, yeah, that was, that's always been my issue because I, I mean, I'm only a little bit, I'm like five, five and a half, but my arms and legs are so long, um, that, that's been my recurring thing. It's just like, Oh my God, how much more weight do I need? And muscle do I need to put on in order to look full? Right. Yeah, um, exactly. And dense because it's just it's, it's a and, hard you, and you just need to you just need to really get on stage and compare yourself to other athletes because you yeah. really don't know what you need to work on unless you're being compared to another person. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that in order for you to be able to even determine what you need to work on, you need to. Um, you know, go through basically the process of getting on stage, getting feedback and kind of seeing what you look like in comparison next to other athletes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I completely agree with that. And I think that like if this is a question for someone who is uh, has been competing already, um, I think that like Ashton was say, like once you have that feedback and also based on like your your own, you know, look at your progress, look at your pictures, look at what uh, the other girls look like next to you, talk to your coach. And then from there, make a like a, a more educated decision. Right. Because at the end of the day, yes, you want to you want to talk to judges, you want to make sure. But you also want to present something you're confident, you know, about. So if I don't know, someone told me that I needed like a really wide back, but like I I just every time I pose, I was just like, I really hate this. Like, I don't feel like I can present this physique the way I'm supposed to. You know what I mean? Um, that it, it shows on your presentation. So it's a combination of things. I think it's just like, how do you want to present your physique? And then on top of that, most importantly, how do, how does the division? What are the what are the kind of like the guidelines that the division is expecting of you? Um you know, of course, we go back and forth and there are people every year. Bikinis getting big. Bikinis getting small. Bikinis getting too soft. Bikinis getting too hard. So sadly enough, we're in a division where it's very ambiguous and very hard to find a sweet spot. Um, right. Yeah, I think a lot of that is because, and of course, if you go to a seminar where Sandy is hosting and she's talking um, or even if you tune in, you know, if they're if they have like a live stream or whatever and you've ever tuned into it. Um, you know, Sandy does reiterate herself a lot in terms of, yes, there is a criteria, but the criteria is going to change from person to person because some people look better, softer, some people look better, harder, some people. So in reality, you're basically basing off of a, who you're standing next to and just the lineup that just shows up that day. And Mm -hmm. then you're also, um, you know, comparing yourself to, um, you know, what looks best on a specific type of body type and person. I mean, everything is very, you know, subjective and everything is very based off of, you know, an individual person. So yes, there is criteria, but the criteria is not the same for everybody. I don't really know how to explain that other than some people don't look good hard. Some people don't look good soft. It just depends on what looks best on your physique. And I think a lot of people get so confused because, you know, let's just say that there's a lineup and based off of this lineup, 
not based off of what they're looking for in bikini, but just based off of this lineup, this was the person that looked the best and that brought the closest to what the bikini criteria is. And it just happened to look the best on their physique. And that could be, you know, a little bit off from the criteria that they keep saying or, or what the standard is or whatever. Um, so yeah. that's, I think, why people get so confused with that, because mm-hmm. people expect it to be the same every time. But that's impossible. Yeah, it's, because, really, it's really hard. Yeah. I mean, you're not you don't get the same athletes every time you go up there. You don't get the same. You know, it's just it's always going to vary. It's always going to change. And so people just need to start understanding that, you know, that's just part of bikini. Yes, there is criteria, but it it will change from show to show. Yeah. That being said, I actually I know we have a couple more questions, but I just remembered. um, So Wings of Strength is going to be holding this year. And, you know, this pertains to kind of getting clarification um, on the criteria of not just bikini, but every single female division in the bodybuilding industry for, you know, NPC, IFBB. So Wings of Strength is going to be holding their first annual NPC National Women's Workshop Um, that is going to be in Las Vegas at the Alexis Park All Suites Resort. And that's going to be stacked with a ton of incredible athletes. Sandy is going to kind of uh, MC it and she's going to run the workshop. But you have, you know, anywhere competitors from the fitness division, uh, figure, bikini, uh, women's physique. So and, and registration is fee. So that will be on January 29th of 2022. Oh, my God. So close, but it's already 2022. Um, and of course, you can find this at the NPCUSANevada.com website. I'll put we'll put all the information for you guys on the show notes. But I figured, you know, once we were talking about this, I remember because one of my friends just sent me this link asking if I was going, and I'll probably be able to drive up there. But if you are in the area or if you, you know, if you want to fly in. Um, This is definitely a great opportunity to learn more, not just from, you know, um, Sandy herself, but also many, many of the pros that, oh, I just saw you here. Here's your picture. There you are. (laughs) Yes, I will be there. So I'm really excited for this event. It's going to be amazing. There's going to be a lot of um, coaches there that are going to give their insight. There's going to be, like you said, a lot of athletes, um, a lot of Olympians, a lot of people that you know, have been in the industry for a while that are very knowledgeable and they're just going to share their, their knowledge and their experience with everybody. So, um, it's definitely an event that you don't want to miss and it's going to be, it's going to be freaking awesome. I seriously can't wait to go. Yeah. So I opened the, this, the schedule of events and, you know, you'll have, NPC judging criteria, posing presentation advice, uh, current NPC guidelines for each division, um, live posing with pros of each division. I'm assuming a lot of these women who either can't fly in, there are a couple of Brazilians here who probably won't be able to make it. Um, but, you know, and they're also live streaming it. So, again, if you want to find out more about it, I'm going to put the website information on the show notes. Um, but yeah, I just figured I'd kind of like add this because I think that like it's 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 a cool resource to have. Even if you can't make it, you can always watch it. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's good. Mm-hmm. Um, the second question that we got is from Sunrise.fit. And she asked, uh, how long should new competitors train before competing? Uh, and then she has, you know, like true novice, I guess, first timers all together. 
Um, yeah, I think this is a really good question um, because, you know, a lot of people just really don't know what, if there's a certain time frame or anything that you should, um, you know, be looking for. Honestly, I... <laughs> I don't know. I literally knew nothing at all. And I was just like, I'm going to prep for a show. And I literally just prepped for a show without even getting, I didn't like take an off season and then prep for a show. I literally just prepped for a show, like based off of where where I was. Um, And obviously that was what, whenever I got on stage, that was what was a huge reality check for me. Oh, wow. I really do need to put on a lot of muscle, but Mm -hmm. I would have never known that, um, if I didn't get on stage. So I just think, obviously you want to get a coach that is knowledgeable in the industry period. Um, they're going to be able to tell you where you're at currently and how long they think, especially, you know, maybe they need to work with you for a month or two to kind of see where, how your body responds to things, uh, before they give you a more specific guideline of, um, you know, how far they think it's going to be until you need to get on stage or how long, you know, how much muscle you need and all the areas that you need to work on. Some people have a pretty solid base already because let's just say they've been training for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, maybe they're clueless as to like, they don't know how to pose. They don't know what suit to get. They don't know what type of jewelry or where to get it from. Like maybe they're clueless in those areas, but Hey, they have a pretty solid base for a body. Yeah. Um, to be able to start a preps. So, you know, there's some people I can look at them and instantly, instantly be like, Oh, you could easily do a show right now. Um, you know, we just got a prep. And I think that, you know, putting you in like a 16 week prep just to give your body ample time for us to kind of get you dialed in and see, obviously as your body responds. And if there's, if we need to push the date back, we can push the date back. But, you know, I just think that, having a coach in your corner that will be able to tell you, um, you know, that's knowledgeable in the division that you want to compete in. Um, I can't even tell you how many times people like bikini competitors, you know, go to somebody that has, that has no clue what they're doing in bikini. Maybe they do fitness or maybe they do bodybuilding or maybe they do, you know, for men, or maybe they do, um, you know, uh, fit, uh, figure or something like that. And it's like, yeah. those, those people have no clue how to prep you for a bikini show. Those things do matter. Um, you know, especially if you're serious about this and you want to know a lot of the small details that go into bikini, because there are a lot of small details that go into, to, and go into bikini. Um, and so I just think having somebody that's going to be able to guide you in that area is important. I feel like people just hire a coach, like any coach, and they want to do a show. And it's like, okay, sure, maybe that'll work for like one show. But you have to think of long term when you're wanting to do this, if that's something you're wanting to do long term, if it's just a bucket list thing, then yeah, I guess it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm just saying, if you want to be competitive and this is something you're taking serious and you do expect to do this for a long period of time and you do want to go pro or maybe your goal is to one day be on the Olympia stage, you know, hiring a coach that knows what they're doing for bikini and understands bikini and what you need to do, that's important. So, and then they'll be able to tell you obviously like, oh, this is how long I think we need to prep or this is how much muscle I think we need to build. Um, So putting somebody in maybe like, you know, a, an, a six to a year, um, building phase and being like, all right, six month to a year building phase. Let's see how your body responds. Some people grow muscle way quicker than others too. Yeah. So it could and, take, it could take longer or not. So you just kind of have to 
play it by ear and see, yeah, and see and see see where your physique goes from there. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. that like it's so crazy because I have pretty much the same. I mean, not necessarily the same experience, but I work. I kind of just you know, I was. I, I decided I wanted to compete. I was ready for it. And I got, you know, a coach that was referred to me by a friend and she was getting ready for a show. She looked great. Um, and I started working with him and he did the same. You know, he did the whole like, all right, I need I want to work with you for at least a month or two. See how your body responds to, you know, different dieting styles, see how your physique progresses. And then from there, we'll make a decision. We ended up prepping me for six goddamn months like I was, you know, kind of just on a surplus for like the first three and a half. And then we started slowly cutting me down um, very, very slowly because he realized that like I lost, I lose weight very quickly um, or at least did. We'll see how it goes next time I compete. Um, but and and that's kind of like how I just entered the whole bodybuilding world. And like once I step on stage, I was like, ooh. And then I looked at like, <laughs> No, I mean, I want and here's the thing, like I won both of my first two shows, like I took the overall for both. But I look back at those shows and I was just like, "Ooh, how did that happen? Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it wasn't like me and another girl. It was like at least like 12 of us. So I'm like, OK, maybe, you know, whatever. I don't know what they were looking for, but like um, compared to like as I as you continue to progress and like continue to pack on muscle and like and and, and there's something to say if like and we've talked about this in different uh, different episodes too. like there's something to say about once you cut down and then once you properly reverse the way your body re- uh, responds to that kind of stimulation on top of adequate training and adequate intensity, like training intensity and progressive overload, um, you can probably, and if you're doing it adequately, say you're like a healthy person, right? There's nothing wrong with you hormonally. There's nothing wrong with your adrenals. Um, your body can progress so much more, so much faster than if you were just kind of like building and building and building and building. So, you know, like Ashlyn was saying, like each person will respond differently. I don't think there's uh, a, a wrong, a right way or a wrong way to go about it in terms of like, should I just jump into a contest prep after a, a few a few weeks of like understanding my body or should I just continue to build muscle? But the important t- thing that I will 1000% agree with her is, you know, you need to work with someone that is going to provide you with the adequate guidance. If you have the right guidance, it doesn't matter the approach. It doesn't matter the, the I guess, not approach, but route that you decide to take. You'll eventually get to the end result that you want to. Um, it's just, you know, you want to make sure that you're doing it the right way. Yep. 100%. Yeah. <clears throat> and let's see, let's see, let's see. We have one more question for today. Um, so this one is kind of like, a two-part question because it's more for life lifestyle coaching. Um, how often should someone lift for quote unquote lifestyle? And that's such a tricky, um, not tricky, but it's kind of like a really open-ended question because, and this is something that I tell my clients a lot that because I work with a majority lifestyle clients. Um, you know, it really depends. It depends on your goals. It depends on your schedule. It depends on, you know, your ability to recover. It depends on what you're trying to accomplish, how many years you've been training for. Um, yes, of course, we'd love to see everyone training, you know, like 
four to five days a week because but we also have to understand that maybe you have three kids that you have to run around after or you have a very time demanding consuming job or your your schedule is super demanding so it's really about understanding i think the most important thing is not okay how many days quote unquote how many days do you need to train for is what is the program and what is the schedule and structure that you'll be able to promote the most amount of consistency over time with right um so that's usually what i say there's no of course if you're training once or twice a week you're not going to see progress as you want to uh but you know be realistic with how much you can accomplish so maybe you are at the gym you know two to three times a week or three times a week and then other days you're out doing something else and still being active right so it really truly depends as long as you can be consistent with what you're sticking with, with what you're picking yeah i agree with that um I do think that the body is going to respond best to consistency, no matter what. Um, but again, it, it does depend on what your goals are. I mean, if yeah. your goal is to just be healthy and you just want to go a couple times a week, um, you know, having like a pull push, you know, leg day split and just, you know, maybe going every other day, um, something like that is, is doable for a lot of people. And, you know, it really, really, really just depends on your actual goal and what you want, because everybody's goal is different. Um, and some people just want to do it to maintain a healthy heart and they just want to go and they just want to be healthy. And there's some people that they want to have abs. So Mm -hmm. they want to have abs, they want to have muscle, they want to have definition. Um, in that case, you are going to have to probably put a little bit more time in the gym because you are going to have to do cardio on top of the training. Um, And it also depends on, you know, where you're at when you start, Mm -hmm. um, you you may have to put a little bit more time into it in the beginning. And then maybe once you are consistent after a while, you can kind of ease up on that. And maybe instead of having, instead of going, um, you know, six days a week, you bump it down to four, you know? So it's kind of just one of those things where, um, you have to do it for, you know, for a while to kind of see what's going to work best for you and what you like, um, the best, but yeah, like you said, consistency is going to be key with anything, whether it's lifestyle or prep. I mean, both of those require some sort of consistency in order to be able to see results. Um, and so I think that that's what a lot of people lack is the consistency, um, portion of it, because people are like that one week they're going strong and they're, they're hitting everything they need to hit. And, you know, they're focused on water. They're focused on keeping their stress levels low. They're focused on, uh, sleep and all of the things that you need in order to continue to see progress. Um, and I don't really think that people realize how important these things are. And you have to also understand that we're putting, um, you know, putting another thing on top of your schedule as far as like workouts and training. So if you have a very draining job or, um, you know, a job where, um, either mentally it's, it's really draining or physically it's really draining, um, working out and cardio is a stressor. It is a stressor. So for sure you can overdo things just like you can anything else. Um, so you have to understand that you're putting another stressor on you and it doesn't matter how many days a week you work out. If you, if your body is stressed, it will not respond. It will just sit there and you will be drilling yourself wondering why, why it's not working. And most of the time it's probably because you're not getting enough sleep. You're not getting enough water. 
and you're putting too much stress on the body and it doesn't want to respond properly. Um, so that's something to take into consideration too. If you put way too much on your plate and you're constantly stressed out. Um, I have clients that they're in the gym six times a week and they do cardio and they track their macros and they cannot get that weight to drop. And I'm guarantee you. And I tell them like, it's because of your job and the stress that you have in your life. Like if you were to just, you know, take some time for yourself. And instead of feeling like you have to go to the gym and you have to train, maybe take a day to relax. You'll yeah. probably actually see the scale start coming down because the, your stress is, is not as high. Yeah. So, I feel, feel like if we could get like, I won't, I won't even say a penny because you know, a dollar. Cause that, that piece of advice right there is worth not a penny. It's a dollar. If we could get a dollar every time that we said that I've said that to a client and I'm sure you've said that to a client and the answer is always like, but working out is my therapy. Like, no, therapy is therapy. Working out <laughs> is just, yes, it makes you feel good. It gets your endorphins pumping, but oftentimes you Ashlyn is 1000% right. Like please listen to your coach. Like if we're telling you like, take a rest day, please take a rest day, go like walk on the beach or like look at the birds or like read a book. I don't know something, but yeah, she's right. Like it stress will do it. Whether your body doesn't know how to differentiate physical stress, like wanted and warranted physical stress from exercise, from like getting hit by a car or like being chased by a goddamn lion. Or if it's, you know, you're arguing with your loved one or you have a stressful day at work or your kid is throwing a tantrum, like the body just sees stress as stress. So the more you pack on and pile on, and I know I want to say, especially because I work with a lot of women as women, we take on a lot. We like to take on God, like God in the world. And we get frustrated because we can't fit in a little yoga class on the side. You know what I mean? So it's just like, just remind yourself that you're not sometimes we're, we don't have to be or feel like we're superheroes all the time is okay to take a breath. Yeah, absolutely. I just think that, you know, you have to look at where the stressors are stemming in mm-hmm. your life. Mm-hmm. And if it's relationship related or it's, you know, maybe it's your kids that are adding on a lot of stress to you, or, you know, it's like, then you need to find an, and I know that some, sometimes working out as an outlet. And I totally get that because I'm the same way, but you need to find another outlet. And I've actually had to do this because especially when I'm prepping, I'm in the zone, right? Like I just want to keep working out and I want to keep doing cardio. And it's like, Oh, I can do an extra 10 minutes. I can do an extra 15 minutes. And sure. Could I? Yeah. But I know that whenever I actually force myself to take rest days and I actually sleep and I actually go to a movie and watch a movie or, you know, I just sit on my couch and do absolutely nothing, even though it's so hard for me to do that. If I force myself to do that, I will wake up and I will be so much leaner. I will feel so much better. My body just is like thanking me that I allowed myself to rest. And there's been times where I've held so much water because like, I just keep working out and I keep putting um, stress on the body. And my coach is like, Ashlyn, please take the rest of the week and just chill. Like, I know it's going to be hard for you, but just do it. And we'll see how their body responds. And like, you know, a pound drops, another pound drops, another pound drops. And I'm just like, wow, my body was really inflamed and it was really stressed out. And all I needed was to just chill out for a little bit. So a lot of people need to do that. And whether it's, you know, 
it, it, it could be anything. It could just be like taking a relaxing bath, you know, go, go and get a massage for an hour and just shut everything off. You know, if you need to just relax and just get, go into a dark room and just lay down and listen to music or whatever, you know, everybody responds differently, but you need to find some sort of outlet that isn't going to be taxing on the body. And unfortunately working out in cardio, no matter if that is your quote unquote outlet, it still is taxing on the body. So you need to find something else. The four days like this where, okay, I, I know that I'm really stressed out. Although I would much rather go to the gym, I need to do something else because my body, my body's probably just going to hate me anyways. If I keep training and putting so much pressure on it, I just need to kind of chill out, go relax and see how the body responds then. Yeah. Yeah. That is, that is, that's, that's, I mean, I can't, I don't have anything else to say to that. It's just, yeah, that's pretty accurate. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's, I hope this is helpful for a lot of people. Cause I know that a lot of, you know, a lot of women compete and, you know, Ashley and I are very lucky that we are in this industry, like competing and being a coach, competing and being a trainer is truly, uh, it's truly a privilege, right? So for everyone else who competes or who likes to work out or who wants to work out, and you have a full time job and you have a family like there is just so much props that goes and so much credit and so much value that we give to you because it is hard. It is hard to fit more things in. But remember, just because, you know, you are striving or idolizing or looking after, you know, different athletes or professional athletes or people who just live, breathe and sleep this, you know, working out and being in the gym, that doesn't mean that this is something that you need to do as well. Right. It's always okay. It's okay to find your own groove and find your own structure and find the thing that works for you. It doesn't have to be all or nothing. It doesn't have to be like, unless I'm at the gym a zillion hours a week, I will not achieve progress. That's actually like Ashlyn was just saying, that's kind of like it'll backfire and, and you'll be frustrated. And that's what pushes people away from fitness and training and just being active altogether, which is what we're trying to avoid here. Um, <laughs> right, Ash? Absolutely. And um, everybody's going to respond differently to stress. Yeah. So, you know, there's some people that hold extremely, you know, extreme, like they hold a lot of like, you know, water whenever they're um, in extreme environments. And there's some people and some people just stress a lot easier than others. And there's people like me that it's like, I can kind of have a lot of stress on me and it really won't affect me up until a certain point. Um, I have to be extremely, extremely lean for it to affect me. Um, but yeah, your you body's know, more I sensitive then. Yeah. Cause my body's more sensitive. Um, but there are some people that they don't even have to be lean and they will hold so much water and they don't understand why they can't see progress. And a lot of it is due to stress. Yeah. Um, so everybody's going to be different. So just because you see Sally, that's a mom and that competes all the time and she works a full-time job and she does this. And she always talks about it on social media, how she does this, this, and this, and she still gets all of her stuff done. Don't make that. Don't put that on yourself to be like, Oh, well, man, I'm just being lazy or I'm just being this. I mean, yeah, you, you will know if you're just being lazy, but if you really are, you know, you, you also have to be smart. So like you have to determine, okay, no, I'm not being lazy. I literally have, you know, I have four kids and, you know, I try and get in as much workouts and cardio and stuff as I can. I stay on my diet throughout the week, you know, like you're doing all the things and you're still not seeing progress. There's probably an underlying factor, which is either hormones or stress. So, yeah. you know, you kind of just 100%. have to figure out 
like your groove and stuff, just like you said. Um, and you know, just because somebody is doing something and they're doing all the things and they're not being affected, well, maybe they just don't stress that much and, or they handle their stress really well. And you're just not that way. And you know, that's totally fine. So I just feel like with social media, everybody wants to compare themselves to other people. And that's just not reality. That's fake. Like that's not, that's not living in a real life. Like, and most of the stuff you see on social media isn't even real anyways. So it's just like, you always are going to, you know, naturally compare yourself to other people, but you don't even know what they're saying is even the truth. Um, and you know, you just can't compare what other people are doing in their life to what is going on in your life because y'all are completely two different humans and the way y'all's body functions are going to be completely different. So you just have to remember that just because somebody's doing something and they're handling it good, doesn't mean that, that it should be, that should be you because that's not true either. That is true. Um, that that is that is great advice. Um, on that note, I think that you know we wanted to keep <clears throat> we wanted to keep the questions today revolving around um, kind of like newer competitors and kind of like how to figure, kind of learn the ropes and figure things out as a beginner. So um, thank you guys so so much for submitting questions. We always love to see and hear what you have to say, what you want to know about there. There were a couple uh, that we are going to save for a couple for next week, just because they, we want to do more in depth in terms of like a full episode on them. So if you didn't get your question answered today, don't be upset. We are going to go through everything as we move forward on our episodes. Um, Ash, any final words? Nope, that's it. I hope everybody had a really fantastic Thanksgiving with their family and friends and loved ones. And I am looking forward to next episode because I think it'll be a really good one. Yeah, yeah. All right, guys. Hope everybody's getting back to the gym because we all ate a lot this weekend. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but on that note, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for subscribing to our, to, to the podcast, to sending questions, uh, sending reviews. Um, keep us, keep us keep us informed, keep us informed, and we'll always make sure to make the adjustments and, and take everything into consideration. But on that note, Ash, until next time, I'll talk to you soon. Talk to you guys right. soon. Bye. Bye.